entrepreneurs, business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. We still got a long way to go. Yes, we all got a long way to go. Welcome to the Business Builder Show with Marty Wolf. And a special welcome to my guest host, Jay Kelly Hoey. Along with Kelly and our executive producer, D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. Jay Kelly Hoey and I want to enthusiastically share stories and information to inspire leaders. And we are all leaders at some point, so you can then inspire others. You can find out more about J. Kelly Hoey at jkellyhoey.co. That's jkellyhoey.co. And you can find Kelly on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. The Business Builder Show is distributed by C-Suite Radio. You can find The Business Builder Show and many other fine shows on C-Suite Radio. That's at www.c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Okay, Kelly, let's get going. Hey, thanks, Marty. This is Kelly Hoey, guest host of the Business Builders Show, and I am absolutely thrilled today to have as our guest my friend, April Boyle, who is the founder of Build Institute in Detroit. Welcome to the show, April. Thank you so much. I'm really honored to be here. So you have an interesting, before we dive into Build and Detroit, and I want to say some of the kind of dark days uh, of that city, um, not in the not too distant past. First of all, I want to jump into your entrepreneurial journey. Um, a mom band, Gene Simmons, and then one of my favorite restaurants, Gold Cash Gold. You want to, you want to give some little update for everybody? Sure. So I'm born and raised a lifelong Detroiter, um, creative and serial entrepreneur, um, started a number of, of community-led initiatives and grassroots uh, projects like um, a yoga business, a family hoot nanny, uh, which was a family and kids music program, put out a couple CDs through that joined a mom band, opened up for the B-52s, and was on a, a, a TV show, as you said, Gene Simmons Family Jewels. Also started an Indonesian pop-up restaurant called Komodo Kitchen, and then um, decided to invest in a building and a restaurant in Corktown, Gold Cash Gold. And, and for those who don't know Detroit, that building was an iconic pawn shop, and I love the fact that you kept the name of the pawn shop for the restaurant. Absolutely. We care so much about the history of Detroit and wanting to preserve the culture. All right. So let's go back to 2012 and the launching of Build. Um, Tell people what was happening in Detroit uh, and that need that you saw that needed to be addressed. Yeah. So in 2012, uh, Detroit was getting ready to embark on uh, the largest municipal bankruptcy in the country. Um, And at the time, our economic development strategy was all focused around technology and scale, um, which if you look at the demographics of that um, sector was not reflective of the demographics of the city of Detroit, which is a majority people of color community. 
And so we really thought in order for everyone in the neighborhoods and beyond uh, to have an opportunity to be part of this Detroit renaissance or recovery, they needed access to uh, activate ideas, to entrepreneurship, to small business development. So we launched as part of an organization called Dehive, an eight-week business and project planning class. And to date, we have graduated nearly 1,700 people from that class, helping to start or retain over 500 businesses throughout the city of Detroit, uh, helping to redevelop these commercial corridors and create a few thousand jobs. That's like amazing. And I remember my first trip to Detroit and, you know, it's so funny now, it's like 2012, like, you know, sort of forget, oh, right, with all the news cycle. Yeah, Detroit went bankrupt, right? Oh, <laughs> right. <laughs> all, the, all the things that we forget. And I remember my, my first trip. It's like, you know, now when you go to downtown Detroit and you see lots of familiar names in terms of stores and retail outlets and convenience, but you guys didn't have that back in 2012. So your 1,700 graduates, your your folks that are still in business, what, what kind of, who comes to build and, and what kind of ideas and what kind of businesses are they starting? Yeah, so it, back in 2012 when we were part of Beehive in, in the Central Business District right on Woodward, uh, which wasn't too far long ago, as you mentioned, there was not much going on downtown, literally not a chain store, not a, not a national store. Now, um, there's a Nike store where Dehive used to be. There's a Lululemon two blocks down. It is like mm. transformational what's happened in the last five to seven years. And so we want to make sure that, you know, we're so happy to have all those businesses coming to downtown, but we also want to make sure that our local Native talent also has uh, the opportunity to participate. So that's really who we attract to our classes, our um, community members from the neighborhood, mostly women, mostly people of color, um, many of low to moderate income who have an idea for a store, um, a yoga studio, a cafe, a coffee shop, an art gallery. They have a product or a service. And they're just trying to figure out, does this idea um, have legs? Is it, can, it, can I make a living off of it? Can I make some money? Is there a customer? So we take them through that whole process and give them uh, the tools that they need to write a business plan, to uh, build their networks, to get some initial funding, to get off the ground. And one of the things I wanted to ask you was like that sort of that core eight week program and do people apply for it? Like, how do they find out about you and what does that curriculum look like? Yeah, we have a pretty powerful grassroots uh, marketing effort. We, we flyer, we still flyer. Can you imagine that? (laughs) Um, But we also um, have social media, Facebook, and we attend a lot of events. We're on a ton of panels. We do a lot of tabling. Um, And then our biggest source of of new participants and people knowing about us is word of mouth. Uh, People have a great experience with us. They have uh, our program is super effective. um, And so they tell their friends. Um, The eight-week curriculum covers all the basics of starting um, and running a small business. It's led by a a current or former small business owner. And then we bring in speakers within um, the topics of uh, a lawyer, Uh, so understanding legal formations, 
Uh, we bring in a, an accountant or a bookkeeper of some sort to help you understand the numbers. Um, we bring in a marketing expert, and then we bring in a funder and then also a successful entrepreneur uh, to talk about their journey along the way. When you leave the class, you should have a draft of a business plan and a clear direction of where you're going, um, and then we can connect you into the larger ecosystem uh, that's emerged in Detroit. So if people want to find out more information on your curriculum and when the next, I want to say, class starts, where can they go and find that information? Yeah, so this is perfect timing because our spring classes are registering now. So they can visit buildinstitute.org. And we're on all of the socials, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and LinkedIn. I I love the fact that, too, you said that you had... um flyers because you know you, I think that's one of those things that people forget in this day and age of social that you got to go where your audience is and that doesn't you know someone may not be on those social channels or they may not be looking for your information that way whereas you know a flyer on a telephone pole or in the laundromat <laughs> might be the thing that you know piques someone's interest yes absolutely and so we're we you know, get our flyers out into the community, the neighborhoods, coffee shops, libraries, um, other small businesses. Um, we want to try to reach people in every corner of the city to make sure that they have access to uh, exploring their ideas and, and being part of their neighborhood transformation. I'm, I'm laughing too, and Marty will remember this from one of our other guests, uh, Joyce Shulman of Macaroni Kid, who has built up a formidable email marketing, um, you know, publishing, um, hyper-local publishing company. And, you know, there's always the people like, hey, how'd you build up your mailing list? And she's like, I sat in my local coffee shop and talked to people and asked them to sign up. <laughs> so wow, sometimes that, that novel. Yes, that, that's exactly what we do. We, like I said, we have a powerful ground game. Um, we also run the Kiva program locally, which is an international micro-lending platform. And we do office hours all through the community in sitting in neighborhood coffee shops, uh, in libraries. Um, wow. Yeah, that, that it's a powerful way to reach people. Yeah, I'm glad you're discussing that. I built my first business um, basically by putting flyers on the windshields of cars. Now, <laughs> I had a lot of people upset with me, April. Um, well, that's a long time ago, but... It worked, and I was uh, have uh, another client, and they were very local, and they're saying, "Well, let's do this, let's do that." I said, "Well, why don't you go down to the mall down here, and print five hundred of these flyers?" They did it two weeks ago. They got two orders, and they're roofers, by the way. Wow! Wow! Yep. <laughs> so I'm I'm happy to hear you say that. Grassroots is very effective, especially when you're trying to reach your own community. I mean, that's your that's your target audience, right? Exactly. And in Detroit, that goes a long way, that um, word of mouth showing up, being uh, present, being able to talk to a live person really matters. Yeah. So you hit on it with Kiva. Um, Not not that sitting in a public library being an author didn't pique my interest, but I was picking up on the Kiva part, um, April. What are the sort of sources of funding for small businesses? I mean, I think the news and and most of the stuff we read is so fixated on startup funding, but that's not what's funding small businesses. So what are the sources of funding for those folks? 
Yeah, so in Detroit, um, we still have a challenge getting uh, startup capital into the hands of the types of entrepreneurs that we work with, mostly microenterprise and Main Street businesses, so brick and mortar. Um, and so a lot of our folks, like I said, are low to moderate income. They haven't been able to accumulate wealth over time, so they don't have collateral. They may have some blemishes on their um, on their credit credit score and credit report. Um, yet they have amazing ideas that have potential to make money. So um, we offer uh, something called Detroit Soup, which is a micro-granting dinner that does a couple things. It's, it's a democratized uh, opportunity to present your idea, to get it voted on by the community. The winner gets the pot of money. That can be anywhere from 500 to $1,500. Um, the next step would be a Kiva loan. Those range from $2,000 to $10,000. And then we're part of a network of micro-lending institutions, CDFIs, that um, have that next level of funding that's ten dollars to $50,000. So it may not sound like a lot, but when you're building a micro-enterprise, a one- to five-person business, those small infusions of capital as you're bootstrapping your way really make all the difference. Um, And you're learning how to, um, you know, spend your money wisely with the micro-grant. And then with Kiva, you're learning how to pay that money back. Mm -hmm. Um, and that money is crowdsourced from your community. So maybe you've never had a loan before. Um, it's a zero interest, zero fee loan. So it's sort of like a starter loan to, to practice. Um, and then moving you up to the next level into a CDFI, which is a community development finance institution, um, that is a little bit more risk averse. Um, and then hopefully we're getting you, you ready for that, um, really big, uh, bank loan or investor, an angel investor. Um, so there's sort of a, continu- a capital continuum that's happening with our entrepreneurs. I want you to go back to Detroit Soup because that was another, let's say, initiative I was introduced to on my first trip to Detroit. And I, you know, still it's like one of my bucket list items is still to make it to one of those events. <laughs> um I think it's magical. Like, t- tell people about it because I just think it's a really magical community initiative that, you know what, somebody else can replicate. Yeah, it's been happening in Detroit for the last 10 years because the community saw a need to activate these these local projects. Um, Amy Cahurl started it on top of um, a Mexican restaurant in southwest Detroit with, a, you know, 10 to 20 people. It has grown to um, now we do four citywide soups a year with a couple hundred participants. It's four pr- presentations, four questions from the audience, four minutes. Then the audience votes. We have some food. We break bread together. Um, the winner gets the pot of money. We often sometimes have people stepping up to match that pot of money, but it does a couple things, right? It, it's a proof of concept opportunity. It gets the community rallied behind you. Um, you can make some connections and again, build your network that way. And then also that early stage sort of capital to take you to the next level. Um, we also do a handful of neighborhood soups. So there's a Belle Isle soup, um, Livernoy soup um, and, and a few others, and it's just been a really great way. And, and now they're happening. All you just said, people do it. Can they do it in their own community? They've it's been taking off. People have been um, they've been popping up all over the United States and even um, across the water in the UK. 
That's, I, I just I just love the notion that, you know, you come, you like literally get originally you get a bowl of soup and a piece of bread and you get to hear some pitches and you pay your 20 bucks or whatever it is to, or 10 bucks, whatever it was to to be part of the soup that evening. And then the whoever is the winning pitch gets to take the the kitty home. I just there's something about the community doing that. And I, I think I remember reading one of the stories and it was uh, I think there was female founders and their their jewelry from that they made yeah, from the Rebel PC. From, what was the name of it? Rebel Now? Yeah, yeah, the, the one, the jewelry the, from the bits of the crumbling of the uh, Detroit infrastructure, which is kind of morbid, but um, I think it was like really fabulous um, yeah, you know, jewelry that you get with the graffiti and stuff on it. And I think they were one of the winners of a, of a soup, I remember. Yeah, but that's a, they were. that's a story from the ashes, literally, though. I love that idea. That's, that's fantastic. Um, tell yeah. us some, some so success Amy, stories. It, her name is Amy Peterson. She won a soup, and now she's employing a handful of formerly homeless women who also help make the jewelry. Wow. So it, it, that, it's an amazing story. And um, who else? So the empowerment plan, the, the sleeping bags that turn into coats, um, also was an early winner. And now they're running a multi-million dollar organization. And and uh, employing lots of formerly homeless, homeless women. It's just the, it, it's a magical, as you say, um, moment because some of these projects can really turn into amazing social enterprises that can make a huge difference in, in our community. I just, I'm just sitting here sort of like teary, teary eyed with a big grin on my face. Just love, love, love that. One of the things actually you've talked about, um, since we're sort of talking social enterprises, one of the things you've talked about and I've seen on your website is the concept of equitable entrepreneurship. What, what, what is that for people who don't know? Yeah. So I think we're trying to change the face and, and the, the traditional thinking around who an entrepreneur is and what they look like and where they come from and, and how they do it. And so um, doing our work in Detroit, being a, a majority people of color community, um, and then also mostly women who are coming to our program, um, there are some challenges with structural racism and policies that have just cut people out of um, economic system. So um, we're trying to right size that um, or right side it by being the friends and family network for people who don't necessarily have access to, um, like I said, accumulated wealth because of redlining and some other issues that have happened mm. um, in Detroit. And so how can we be that early stage friends and family support, help them build their networks? Because we also know that um, many entrepreneurs start with, you know, a loan from Uncle Tom. They also um, get to fail a couple times, which is part of the process. Um, and they're learning along the way. And we're with um, people with significant barriers or underestimated communities. They're often not getting off the ground because of that high risk, um, because they don't have that support network behind them, because they don't have that nest egg to come back to. So that's what we mean by equitable and inclusive entrepreneurship is how can we how can we level the playing field for um, underestimated communities so they, too, can test ideas, to launch businesses, to fail a couple times without totally devastating their families and their future. Um, I, I, part of me is just pausing because I'm like, it's like the dirty secret of the startup <laughs> world that people don't talk about is the fact that it's a rich person's game. And not yes, just from the investment, from the, from the founders who get to start things. 
Mm. Yeah, well, you, you um, know, I don't want to back up, but you not. Know, well, I would like to back up if you don't mind, not to get us too off track. Explain what redlining is to the to our sure, audience. So red, I want them to understand what yeah. that is. Go ahead. Yeah. So redlining was a process. Um, Back in the day when, um, uh, so there were policy issues, um, the GI Bill, when um, veterans were coming home, they were being able to get um, mortgages to buy homes. Um, Many African-Americans were not allowed to access those mortgages. But then also some of the real estate agents were told um, to not allow um, African-Americans in certain communities because the... the, um, the housing prices would go down. So literally, um, you know, the way that Detroit is structured today did not happen by accident. It happened by, you know, racist policies. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we have a, a community of people who have not been able to buy homes to accumulate wealth. Um, and so there is no, uh, you know, startup capital sitting there for them to just test ideas, right? Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, superb explanation, and that is a real structural barrier that exists for the folks that you're talking about. That is not something made up in somebody's mind. That is a real issue that you are dealing with. Congratulations. Great job. Yeah, thank you. So, um, you know, we're just barely scratching the surface, and we need more. Um, I just wrote an op-ed for our local uh, business paper. <clears throat> suggesting that we need to rethink traditional capital because it's just not working for many folks. Mm. And so how can we be extremely creative and innovative, but, and actually kind of going back to the old days, the way we used to do it when our banks knew our name, right? We weren't just a number. Amen. Amen. (laughs) We we had relationships with people and, you know, a character really mattered. Um, and so we're looking at uh, launching a, a lending pool later this year uh, that will be another form of capital that our entrepreneurs can access. That's just, uh, I want to say, a role model and an example for everybody else in their communities who are thinking, why can't we get a piece of what's going on? Um, and that creatively staying in your own place, uh, there is such a commitment of residents uh, of Detroit to that city, which... Um, you know, it, it's just it, for anyone who hasn't been to Detroit, it's, it's, it's a joy to behold and you just want to be part of the community from from the first time you experience it. Um, so many things to talk about. You know what I want to talk about? One of your other things you do, because it's one of the one of the little pieces where from living in New York City, I get to participate with build. Talk about uh, the build guide and talk about the build boxes. Ooh, yes. Two of my favorite things. So, um Two years ago, we launched a build box because we saw this trend in these subscription boxes coming along. I'm like, wouldn't it be nice if we could put create a, a box, we can do it around the holiday season, that is a sample of some of our successful grads and their products. It would showcase their work. Um, and so we gathered, you know, five to six different products um, and put it in this beautiful box, put a sticker, put a ribbon on it, and and tried to sell it. We sold 200 that first year um, and then did it again this year. And the same thing, we sold out. And now we're getting custom orders where people are looking at, um, maybe they have somebody who's from the Detroit area 
um, they have some connection here and they want to support these small business owners. They're great board gifts or client gifts. Um, and so that's a really exciting project. We're going to do it again this year in 2019. And then also the build guide. So one of the things um, we're really interested in doing is uh, educating the public on how important it is for them to spend their money locally and with independent small business owners because um, the wealth tends to stay in the neighborhood and, and these small business owners tend to hire their, their neighbors. Um, and so that does a lot to recycle the money throughout the, the community. The, the wealth stays in the neighborhood. It stays on Main Street, not Wall Street. So we created this guide that has um, about 500 of our, our businesses showcased, um, some articles about um, shopping local. And that's another thing that's going to be an annual updated um, guide. It, it, it exists online, but we also print it out. And that's one of the things that we distribute throughout the city as well. I, I just love it. And I, again, it's sort of one of those things that I think um, local communities who have the type of entrepreneurs that you're supporting um, who are wanting to promote shop local, you know, I want to say get over to Build's uh, website um, and, uh, you know, borrow these ideas. Uh, remind people where your website is again, April, please. Yes, please visit our, visit our website. It's buildinstitute.org. And again, we're on all the social medias. Follow us at Start With Build. That's amazing. So we've hit on two things, the build guide and the build boxes. But if I'm an entrepreneur and I'm not in Detroit, is there a way to tap into build? Uh, so it's funny you say that. We are actually um, scaling or expanding our model and our program offerings into other communities. So we're doing some things outside of Detroit and in, in um in Southeast Michigan, but we also just launched a train the trainer uh, for our build basics program in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Um, amazing, amazing, also- amazing. So why Fort Wayne and what's happening there? <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. Um, Fort Wayne was on a tour. Um, they were visiting Detroit uh, for a conference and um, the Detroit experience factory took them on a tour of um our innovation hubs and incubators and small business communities. And they came to build and really loved our model um, and then uh, came back again um, and just really thought that we could um, help them uh, with a more inclusive entrepreneurial ecosystem building system. And so um, we talked for many, many months. They ended up getting a grant um, and were able to bring us there to begin the process of training uh, some facilitators and um, helping them figure out how to reach um, the underestimated entrepreneurs and begin to create this inclusive ecosystem. Awesome. What an incredible story. Absolutely incredible story. Uh, yeah. What an honor it is to meet you and to hear the work that you're doing there and your team, which I'm sure is you've got you obviously have a great team working alongside of you. What a, what a great story. So tell us again the website. Yes. And thank you for bringing up my team. They are amazing. This work is not easy. And it does. You know, uh, we just met with uh, uh, a possible funder yesterday and they were like, I can't believe you do all of this with the small team that you have. So um, they deserve lots of credit. 
Um, and then we also have lots of uh, volunteers, speakers. Our facilitators are also amazing. So you can find out more about Build Institute by going to buildinstitute.org. There you go. Awesome. Thank you so much, April, and look forward to hearing having you back and hearing more updates on what's going on in Detroit and with Build. Thank you. Thank you so much. And we do have some things coming up towards the fall, so we would love to talk to you more about them. Great. Thanks, J. Kelly Hoey, for being our guest host on the Business Builders Show. You can learn more about Kelly at jkellyhoey.co. That's jkellyhoey, H-O-E-Y dot C-O. And, of course, you can learn more about me, Marty Wolf, and the Business Builders Show at martywolfbusinesssolutions.com. That's martywolfbusinesssolutions.com. Remember, you can get all our shows and many other great shows at c-suiteradio.com. Bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builders Show with Marty Wolf. As a loyal fan of this C-Suite Radio show, we've got an unbelievable offer for you. Listeners to the Business Builders Show get 50% off a C-Suite Network membership. The C-Suite Network will help you become the most strategic person in the room. You'll have access to top-notch benefits and networking all helping you get the most out of your position. Take advantage of this limited-time offer today. Learn more about the C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR. Again, that's 50% off a C-Suite Network membership at c-suitenetwork.com slash CSR.